1: Well, welcome to the Coventry Telegraph podcast, While we sing together, and I'm delighted to be joined by Sky Blues legend, Mickey Jin. Hi, Mickey.
0: Good afternoon, Andy.
1: Ten-year career at uh, Highfield Road, um, a rare thing indeed, uh, back in the day and and these days, of course. Um, i make it 241 league appearances, 32 goals, but almost 300 overall and one FA Cup winner's
0: medal. That's right, 296 or 94, 294 appearances for Coventry
1: yeah which is an incredible record isn't it and you must look back extremely fondly uh, at oh, your that time that question yeah because
0: it was obviously top division football then um, compared to what we're watching at the moment it's, it's <laughs> a million miles away really <laughs> <end>. <laughs>
1: and uh, let's go back to the, the beginning so I mean you started yeah. out at Peterborough your hometown club didn't you yeah um, and uh, obviously made your name for yourself there and uh um, and you joined the Sky Blues in 1983 and um, won Bobby Gould um, I think he was your first uh, He was, you were his first signing £60,000 which turned out to be a, a huge bargain at the time what do you remember, how did it all come about?
0: Well I can remember we played a friendly actually at the training ground at Brighton Peterborough against Coventry and we won 2-0, I scored both goals but Was it a pre-season? Pre-season yeah. game, yeah uh, it was either late July, early August I forget now and uh, I scored both goals and I went in on training on the Monday and John Wile who's the manager at Peterborough he said oh don't train today um, which I thought was a bit odd because the season was coming up you know mm. a couple of weeks away and uh, when he came back he said oh Compton you with coming with an offer after Saturday's game and uh, we've accepted it so
1: uh, how did you feel at the time?
0: Um, well I didn't know who it was and he said well it's, it's, I said what's the club he said it's Coventry City so I said well yeah we'll go and talk to them so John Wall actually drove me down there we mm. went down in John's car yeah. and uh, t- at the training ground and met, met up with Bobby Gordon I think I signed two days later literally you know. so,
1: mm. so you were obviously quite excited about the move I was yeah it wasn't a financial
0: uh, uh, I wasn't excited about the financial side of it it's just mm. that I was going from the fourth division to the top division and, yeah. and you can't turn that down can you mm. and Coventry was not a million miles away from Peterborough anyway, so mm. it was a pretty local club, so mm. I was quite happy to, to go there. Uh, mm. And it was, you know, obviously I made a, a good decision. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> uh, was it a big jump in wages at the time? Not at all, no.
1: No?
0: No, no I never, like I said, I never went for the money. Mm. Uh, I just went for the standard of football, mm. which I thought I needed, I needed, you know, I thought mobility need, needed to, you know, rather yeah. well, than 4 division football, I'd yeah. had enough of that. I needed
1: yeah.
0: to, to try the top division, and uh, Coventry gave me the, gave me that chance.
1: And it was a big jump, wasn't it, in terms yeah. of you know the divisions? I mean, oh, yeah. it doesn't happen very often these days, does it? You know, you know, normally you go up mm. gradually. That's, that's, but how did right. you adapt? Did you, you know, take to it instantly or?
0: Yeah, that's right. I, I think if you, it's like anything, Andy, if you've got good players around you as well, well um, obviously. The standard of football is better yeah. if you've got better players around you, so mm. so uh, as long as you're doing your job properly, then, then it's mm. pretty pretty straightforward, really. Yeah. You know, it's uh, the biggest difference was you had to concentrate a lot more mm. than you did obviously the lower league. So yeah. that was the, that was the biggest difference. I found that concentration levels had to be yeah. you had to be switched on all the time, yeah. which uh, you know which uh, wasn't a problem. Yeah
1: and £60,000 I mean mm. back in the day back in 83 I mean I'm sure that was still a lot of money but I don't yeah. think the, the Peterborough fans thought you'd been sold
0: a bit cheaper I did yeah that's right because I've been the player of the year for the, th- the previous three seasons mm. and obviously a local lad at Peterborough the, the, the supporters really liked me there mm. and uh, I think Coventry bought a couple of players for I think Peaky cost 100000 and I think Bano cost about eighty five. And I thought, when, been, when obviously uh, Coventry bought me for uh, so, uh, for 60,000, the Peterborough fans thought, thought it was a, a, mm. a bit low. Mm. But uh, I didn't have any say in that, you know. No. It's, uh,
1: no. Um, What's it like to have a, you know, I mean, it's still a lot of money in those times. I mean, you could probably have
0: bought, what, three or four houses with 60,000 pounds back in 83, yeah, could that's it? right. Well, I bought my first house in Peterborough for 9,500. Yeah. Literally that, that yeah. year. Yeah. And I never got a chance to live in it because obviously I mm. signed for Coventry then. So, uh, <laughs> so you could have, yeah, you could probably could have bought five or six, right. Andy. Right. Really, yeah, thinking about it. But look, looking back, I mean, was that like a bit of a weight on your shoulders? Did you think,
1: did it sort of blow your mind, do you know, thought that, that somebody's paid £60,000? I never year? thought about the money, no. honestly.
0: No. no, honestly, it never crossed my mind, really. Yeah. Um, I've never really thought about it mm. like it was a, a pressure thing you know 60000 mm. Yeah. you know in the scheme of things didn't seem a lot of money to me yeah. especially when the supporters were sort of writing letters into the Peterborough Telegraph saying yeah. why they sold him so cheaply?" you know <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> and you made your debut I think it was um, first game of the season um, at Watford 3-2 yep. win wasn't it so thrown in at the deep end and that And um, do you yeah. remember that
0: I do I because pull I pulled my hamstring after about 68 minutes <laughs> <laughs> seriously
1: and you were out for how long
0: about 6 weeks because um, came back too soon and uh, I think the, the next game I played was against West Brom Stuart yeah. Pearce's uh, debut I think it was and we lost 1-0 I think to West Brom yeah. Stuart, Stuart played left back and and that, that was the first game back after being injured in, yeah. that, in that game of Watford yeah yeah blimey
1: now the record books say uh, claim mm. I don't know whether this is mm. fairly or not perhaps you can put it straight yeah but they claim that there was a question question mark over your stamina, stamina sorry, in the earlier years but that was laid to rest in the FA Cup final with your non-stop running
0: yeah I don't know who's ever said that rubbish I don't know because <laughs> you were always busy players. weren't you yeah always one of the fittest players but yeah. uh, Peterborough certainly was Mm. And, uh, and and certainly was at Coventry, so I don't know.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, you were known that that for your energy, on. weren't you? Exactly. I don't know what. I don't know what. Uh, whoever said that, I've, I've no idea. Yeah. But uh, certainly not, not in my eyes, anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what? Um, so what was? Tell us about Bobby. Um, Bobby Gould. What was he like as a manager?
0: Oh, he's a very strange bloke. You know, very <laughs> you weird. Know. Honestly. From day one. Off the cuff. Yeah. A lot of it was off the cuff. I thought, mm. uh, but I'll always be grateful that he's, he actually signed me for mm. for uh, for Coventry. But uh, yeah, he, he had his moments, you know. And uh, I remember when it, we uh, had pre-season in uh, Sweden, and uh, Bobby was getting the drinks, in, and obviously Sweden's a quite expensive place. And he said, "Listen, lads, just you know just just be sensible. I'm, I'm getting the rounded." You know, you can all have a beer if you like. And he came to me and he said, "What would you like?" And I said, "I'll have a, a brandy and lemonade, please." Which was about, <laughs> it was about a tenner, I think, in that day, back in nineteen eighty-four. And you know, he said that didn't really go down with it, well with him, but the lads thought it was quite hilarious. So, <laughs> and well,
1: on the training ground, was he was he a hands-on coach, or did he yeah. have somebody else to coach, or he no. was, was in there? Was he
0: it did. Um, he obviously had. The, I forget who he had now he did have a, obviously an assistant mm. to, he did he did a bit of coaching yeah yeah yeah
1: okay and was your best season 1989-90 um, where you well again according to the record books you changed your game slightly and became very adept at tight marking and you had a particularly good tussle I'm told with Steve Hodge in the Little Woods Cup semi-final against Forest mm. and you marked him out of the game is that right do you remember that Oh well, yes yeah,
0: Steve was one of the you know the player I admired you know his, yeah. he was a, a very similar player to myself you know he'd like to get forward and, and in them days as a, as a midfield player and you had to get up up and down the pitch you didn't just like uh, these holding midfield players which yeah. you don't even get a sweat on now do you these yeah. holding midfield players is a joke but, yeah. but um, no yeah, that's right I, I, I think I, did, I had to do a man to man on Steve for those two games that's right and yeah. Uh, yeah I think it went quite well but I mean I I was fairly fit and quick so yeah. uh, and Steve was quick as well so you know it, it was a good matchup really yeah. you know. so uh, yeah, I, en- I, en- I enjoyed uh, playing in midfield mm. uh, centrally rather than wide where I'd played a lot of my career mm. at Coventry so uh, once I did play in the centre of midfield I thought it brought the best out of me mm.
1: and whose decision was it for you to move into the middle was that John John Solid. yeah mm. it was John yeah mm. Because he yeah. saw the other qualities yeah. to your, game. Well, they was, your yeah. game. well, they signed
0: me f- uh, f- from Peterborough, where I played that pos- position really. Yeah. Centre midfield, breaking, breaking forward. You know, beyond the striker or supporting the striker, yeah. like uh, a bit like Coventry do. You know, with the number ten yeah. sort of role. And uh, because of my pace, it used to cause havoc. You know. So, mm. so how did you get on the wing then? Was that Bobby's fault? Was it? Uh, well, no. Initially I started in the centre of midfield because right. Benno was playing on the right and I was right. in the middle of the park yeah. with uh, Jerry Daly and uh, I think Nicky Adams was on the left I think, something like that anyway mm. and, uh, but uh, yeah so I tended to play quite a lot of my co- Coventry career on the right yeah. but uh, the later, later years probably the last four four seasons I, I did play in the centre of midfield mm. which I thought that's when I was, when I was at my best really yeah, yeah. Your
1: best goal? What would you say was that? I mean, I'm looking back at the records books again, I said 1991 25 yard winner at home to Chelsea. Do you remember that
0: one? I do. Yeah, Dave Besson was in goal. That was at the uh, at the West End. Uh, I wouldn't say that was the best goal. The most important goal I scored was the semi final goal against uh, against Leeds Andy, the equaliser. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the best goal. Blimey. I don't know I, sometimes the best goals are the the ones that are most important really um, what, do you remember, what do you remember of the goal against Leeds, Leeds and in the semi-final H- Hillsborough I'd literally uh, only been on the, the field uh, five minutes and Beno sort of chased the lost cause down crossed it Lloyds totally missed had a swing at it and I'll come in at the far post and and slotted it into the bottom left hand corner but <laughs> <laughs> the rest is history I thought yeah, yeah.
1: so that was to make it 1-1 mm. yeah a fantastic atmosphere that day wasn't it as well I mean the, the fans incredible mm. weren't they, on that that, that run um, what was that like at Hillsborough that day
0: to play against them yeah it was, it was very emotional I have to say the whole yeah. the whole day was draining I've never felt so drained in my life you know. yeah. Because an hour of the game, I'd been sat on the bench. Mm. Yeah, so I, I was all, I was just so happy to come on and make like, and contribute to the team, get actually winning the game and getting mm. to the final. So yeah, and and the day itself, I mean, obviously it's well
1: documented, um, such yeah. a special day in, in the club's history and, and mm. you know in, in your career and, and those guys that were, were with you on the day. But yeah. what's your sort of over, overriding sort of memory of the day? I mean, does it all sort of blur into one, or do you, can you remember it in as if it was yesterday,
0: or well, you don't really think about it, and you know, mm. in the in your in your life, you are working doing the job you're doing. Mm. It's only when people talk about it that you think about it, really. Mm. But uh, it was just a normal game, believe it or not. It it was a big game, but a normal game, you know. But that, that in my head, it was just a normal game, Andy. Right. So you, you approach it the same way
1: yeah.
0: against Spurs, who we'd played against numerous times. So we knew we could we could beat them. Mm because you've so beaten them that season haven't you? exactly 4-3 yeah. at Highfield Road mm-hmm. so it wasn't a there was no inferior complex to think we, we can't beat these lads you know mm-hmm. even though they're full of internationals mm-hmm. it didn't mean anything to us
1: which is great because at the time I mean the, the neutrals and people on the outside you know you, you look at the team sheets and you think and you look at you know um, uh, you know th- their team, and and you know they are like you yeah. say international stars, aren't they? I mean, Clive Allen was it forty nine goals he scored that season, mm-hmm. didn't he? Incredible record, was not it? You know, and everybody sort of had, had Sky Blues as the underdogs, which I guess played into your hands, I guess, didn't it?
0: Well, it did. but I mean, you know, we knew we could beat them, and Spurs yeah. knew that we could beat them. Yeah. You know, you ask any of the Spurs players, you know, they weren't surprised mm-hmm. that we turned them over at all. You know, mm-hmm. Steve Hodge played in at Tessimel, Chris Waddle. You played in the testimonial at Highfield uh, Road. Yeah, both great players. You know, they really, they weren't surprised that we beat him. Yeah, obviously they were good at what we did. But yeah,
1: yeah. <coughs> me. you played with some characters <laughs> um, over the years. You played with Mickey Adams, and I mentioned Mickey Adams because um, uh, of his book. Mm-hmm. And I think you get a couple of mentions, and nothing derogatory. I hasten to add, um, in his book, but um, what was he like as a character and, you know, as a we player? We called him Arthur
0: Scargill because uh, <laughs> Mickey signed the same time as I pretty much as I did, from Gillingham. Yeah. Similar sort of feat. And uh, the miner strike, I think, was happening just after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously from Yorkshire, I think his family were miners, maybe his father might have been a miner, I'm not sure. I think he might have
1: been a steelworker. Oh, yeah, steelworker, yeah. Well, he came in with the,
0: mm-hmm. one of these uh, jackets on. The old donkey jacket. Yeah, the old donkey jacket, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and one of, the, one of the lads called him Arthur Scargo, you know what so. <laughs> i Excuse me. Yeah, so... Uh,
1: was he good fun? Was he good yeah. laugh on on and off the pitch,
0: Mick? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I remember when Christmas got hypnotised and, you know, the hypnotist was one of the... And he got hypnotised, he was eating some... Where le- was this? He was eating a lemon. In uh, Park Lane nightclub, right?
1: And yeah. it was like the the players' yeah. Christmas party.
0: Yeah, yeah. The hypnotist uh, convinced Mickey Adams to eat this lemon, saying it was an apple. You know, he's eating a lemon. It's
1: and he, did, and he ate he it did. like an apple.
0: Yeah, yeah. grief I was, I was, you know, I don't believe in all that rubbish, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he sat there and he started eating his lemons. <laughs> did he put that in his book? Oh, but he never did. No, I got <laughs> <laughs> he probably forgot it. Probably because he was hypnotised, he didn't remember it. <laughs> But you didn't have a go then. (laughs) It just went straight over the top of my head. I was, I just had a bottle of beer. I was, yeah, yeah, because he was saying all these. This hypnotist was trying to obviously hypnotise the lads. I said, "This is a bit of a joke," you know. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, was Mickey the only one that? that No, I can't remember. There might have been maybe another one, but Mick Adams is definitely one of them. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Mickey mentions in his book about David Speedy and. uh, what a lively character he was um, uh, in the dressing room. Yeah. And um, got into the odd scrap. as like What was he like at City when you were he was there? He came yeah, just up to the a It was full everything was
0: full I played against Dave when he was at Darlington in my Peterborough days. Mm. So I knew he was a fiery character. Mm. But I got on great with Dave. Um, I think the first time I invited him to, him to, my, to my house, you normally park on the road, don't you? But Dave parked on my grass, you know? <laughs> And this is it, right? You because you lived it, right, didn't yeah, you? By the training ground in the same village. Yeah. That's right, so <laughs> So you just used to walk to training then? No, I didn't. No, actually, I used to drive. <laughs> 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 you know, so uh,
1: can you remember the car you drive?
0: I'm speedy. I can't. No, yeah, no, something flash. I bet. I can't remember to be honest, um, but. I think we had Peugeot because yeah, we were responsible I was by one Peugeot, of the club Peugeot club because they guys, came in yeah. 80 <clears throat> just after sem- the cup final, wasn't it that's right runner. so he would have probably had a Peugeot as well I'm not sure mm. I can't remember yeah yeah but uh, time marks on my grass anyway <laughs> I can't believe it <laughs>
1: and does it go without saying that the you know the 87 side is, 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 is was that the best team you ever played with in terms of everything coming together yeah
0: without question yeah to do what we did Andy you mm-hmm. know you know it's it's down to having good players and good characters mm-hmm. you know and having a good team that that, that gelled together and you know it's, mm-hmm. you know we've uh, we had plenty of good players at this football club over the years yeah, but actually to to win something of, of that magnitude you know it's, mm-hmm. it just shows you how how strong we were really mm-hmm. um, and obviously since then you know it's, it's it's been pretty pitiful really yeah um, even though we won the checker trade mm. it's not in the same league really mm. in my in my eyes mm. Mm. But, uh,
1: but do you think you know do you think the secret or the, the you know the
0: special ingredient
1: was the team spirit you know fostered by all the big characters in the team and the managers mm. you know with George and John yeah. um do you think that was what really sort of the glue that held everything together and made it so special yeah that's right. i think
0: it, it everything off the field's got to be Right, you know, mm. like we used to socialise and obviously cup matches. If we won a cup match, then we used to go down to Bournemouth. You know, the married lads. It was fantastic for them to so get away from the wife for the weekend. It was brilliant for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Another few drinks and play golf and
1: that was like a bit of a treat. If you yeah, got, got through exactly each round, round.
0: We, we went down to Bournemouth. So. Yeah, and we and we did that leading up to the cup final. Yeah, we literally had three days out of four actually not doing anything other than having a few beers and <laughs> <laughs> I think we had a bit of a blowout on the Tuesday.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, Saturday night, Sunday, Sunday's Sunday was an all day sesh, so right like, <laughs> you know, we used to get into a right state, but we were young fit lads then, so yeah, yeah. you know, you soon recover. Yeah. Play a bit of golf, a couple of rounds of golf. Yeah. yeah uh, I think Spurs were in some health centre that week. And <laughs> and did you get wind of that? Did you know that? Healthiest, healthiest thing I, I did was eat an apple, I think.
1: <laughs> I mean, it is incredible. I mean, because, you know, back in the day, I mean, for, for younger listeners, um, I mean, perhaps they don't realise, but, you know, there was a the drinking culture was, you know, across the board, wasn't it? You know, yeah. virtually every club, you yes, know, right. Man live United, all, Liverpool, exactly Man United, clubs, you know, winning European they were renowned championships, for it, weren't they? Yeah.
0: yeah. European Cups, sorry, and, um, yeah, so, that's, that's how it, well, it used to be, it was, yeah. it was like a, when I started at Peterborough, it was like that, obviously I would, I didn't go out, because I was a young lad, I'd, I, mm. it didn't interest me, it wasn't really, until I came to Coventry, mm. that, uh, if you wanted to part, be part of the team, then you had to, join in with the, the nights out yeah which is which I understood you know so yeah. then you you end up having a yeah. couple of beers and, and it's great and you relax and you talk about you know football or whatever you want to talk about so yeah it's yeah. a good way of getting to meet your new teammates as well yeah right that, that,
1: that important bonding you know that, that fosters that sort of special uh, team spirit. Now, talking mm. of team spirit, mm. um, tell us about the little tipple you used to have um, that used to be encouraged by by
0: John Sillett um, before a match. That's right. Well, there'd be a bottle of brandy or a bottle of whiskey in the changing yeah. room, with, you know, tea or coffee, whatever. This is when you turn it up for your pre-match tip, meal. So a, say quarter to two, two o'clock, an hour before kick-off. I know. Me, me, and Sil used to have a coffee with a bit of brandy in it before, you know, about two o'clock. But I mean, some of the lads did, or it's entirely up to them. Yeah. But uh, obviously, with the team spirit, before we went out, you had, a, you had a swig of whiskey or brandy, whatever you wanted, really. Right. And John encouraged that. And, uh, you know, sometimes you'd have a swig, and, you know, it's when it, it's straight down the hatch, it's... Uh, <laughs> Sometimes you take too much in, and you, your eyes are a bit glazed, Andy, when you're walking on Iffley <laughs> Road, right? and that's the truth. But uh, you know, it was—I uh, don't know—it's was just that was part of yeah. our team spirit, you know. Again, you know, and, uh, it seemed to work for us. Yeah. You know, whether well, that's right or wrong, I've no idea, but it worked for us, Andy. So,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you, you did have great success there, didn't you? And, and as we said before, you know, it wasn't just Coventry City; it happened at every club in the land, didn't it? But um, I mean, one of the larger-than-life characters was um, excuse me was was Killer Brian Kilcline, the captain. Um, well, well, he's he's always been a little bit different. Well, I mean, was he was he different back in the day? Because he's a little bit different from everybody else these days, isn't he? Well,
0: oh, yeah, well, Killer, I can tell you a story. Well, they can t- tell you the story, really. Was, the blacksmiths had clo- just closed in them, those days. They used to close in the afternoon before this all day opening. And uh, he lived in, in Walsgrave and obviously, I lived three doors away from the blacksmith's. And uh, and he, he wanted to use the toilet, and I, I locked my door and refused to let him in. <laughs> Next thing I know, there's, there's something coming through the letterbox, you know. Because <laughs> I wanted to let him in to, to use my toilet, so he, he, he opened the letterbox, and I can imagine what was going on. So <laughs> that's the sort of stuff he used to do, you know. <laughs>
1: But I mean, um, I guess you wouldn't mess with him, would you? With Killer, I mean, was it? Did he sort of roll, roll the roost sort of, you know, in the dressing room no, and on the training sort of, pitch? No, no. 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 He's fairly easy going, was he?
0: But yeah, it was, it was. Say easy going, but I mean, yeah, it was, it was never a problem. Yeah, you know, always. I don't know, sort of. Um, the lads were all got on great, really. Yeah. That was that was the thing, Andy. Nobody really fell out with anybody. Yeah. You know, and Killer was slightly different. You know, you, you go off on if he goes off on a bendy, you know, then you know, you know, you, you, he's going to put on half a stone on and a <laughs> weekend, you know, that sort of stuff. But <laughs> I don't think you get away with that now. But
1: <laughs> so who was the lightweight in the team in terms of drinking?
0: Lightweight. Yeah. It, oh, it, Benno. Was it? 100 percent. A couple of
1: shandys and.
0: <laughs> it would be the last to get to the bar. He's like so slow, you know. but he, uh, but he did, you know, getting a, around in, he's like the, <laughs> God, the slowest ever. <laughs> and uh, and drinking, you know, he's not the, not the greatest, you know. No. So I'd put Bano down, top of the list. Yeah. yeah, and who was still standing at the end of the night? Who would always be still standing? Uh, killer. Yeah. But uh, Peaky myself. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to Cyril. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, you still keep in touch with the guys we as much as you can. Every two months,
0: yeah, yeah. Meet <clears throat> up at a local pub in Coventry every two months. Okay. Yeah, uh, Pinky organises it. You know, yeah. all the local lads. If you, if you can make it, you make it. If you don't, yeah. Yeah. it's not a problem. So, yeah. yeah, so it's great. We see each other every couple of months.
1: It's incredible, isn't it? Uh, Thirty yeah. years on, to so be still be doing that. And yeah. I mean, would you call them
0: those those guys who are sort of best friends in football? Well, that's right. We, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we don't socialise, but other than getting together, yeah. Every two months, Andy. But yeah. this is what happens. You have got your own families, on not you? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, don't, I, th- I can't imagine the present day Coventry scene getting together in thirty years' time. No. So now. No. And every two months, Andy? Can you? No. Certainly not. Really. No. no.
1: Who was the best player that you played with at Coventry? Would you say? In terms of sort of quality, any positions?
0: Yeah, played play with so many good players. Mm. You know, it'd be difficult to, to, to single anybody out, really. Mm. You know, every, every player had their own qualities. You know, defenders, mm. midfield players, strikers. You know, obviously goalkeepers. Um, it, you know, I, got, I wouldn't be able to just name Solis. One outstanding player. Mm. I, you know, I played with so many. It'd be disrespectful to yeah. to say because they all had good qualities, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and nice people, you know. Yeah, yeah. And what about
1: the best player that you played against, or best players that you played against in your career? Because well, you must ones played, played
0: my like Chris Swaddle, uh, mm. Steve Hodge. There's always a handful. Steve at Forest, and Forest yeah. had a good side then. You you know, you had to be switched on. Um, again, it's. You're playing against good teams, you know, rather than yeah. individuals. You know, yeah. obviously, the Liverpool back back then in the '80s were, were the, the top side, really. Mm. Everton as well; they had a strong side. Mm. That was always a tough game at Goodson Park. Mm. You had to be switched on there. Mm. Yeah, more so than Man United. Really, Man United was sort of going through it in the '80s—a bit of a barren period, really. Mm. So, it's a you know, people, people like Gary McLeod, Callister, Gordon Strachan at Leeds. Mm. You know, just you know, quality players, nice people. You know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Do, you, do you have a look? You know,
1: you obviously still take an interest in football. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, a regular at the Rico, um, doing your stats for yeah. the Press associations to stuff But you know, do you get home? You know, on a Saturday night, watch, sit
0: down, watch much of the day, and it's Old Trafford, and you think, it's a God, i I played there a few times. Actually, when I see the games, I don't even doesn't cost me mind that I played that. No. It really doesn't. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Obviously, when I've been to the recode you yeah, know, I was a senior up there watching Coventry play, and I get home. You know, I, I'm, if it's been a good game and Coventry have won, then I've, I feel I feel like I did when I played. I'm, I feel a lot happier. You know, mm. Mm. when it's a bit of a you know a bit of a flat game. and and city of Lost or something like that, you know, away from home or even at home, you know, I, it does affect mm. the way I think. You know, it's it's strange, really. You mm. you'd think it wouldn't, wouldn't bother me, but it yeah. does, you know. And, and yeah. obviously, when, when when you start watching Match of the Day, um, you, it, what crosses my mind is, oh well, Coventry should, really should be playing at this level, yeah. not the level they are. At. Yeah. So you have that, you have that feeling, and it's, it sort of brings it home to you that yeah. you know the state. The club at the moment, really. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's a r- real frustration. Yeah.
1: During your yeah. ten-year spell, did yeah. um, did you ever have any clubs come in for you that you knew knew of? I mean, these things happen sometimes behind the scenes, yeah. don't uh, they? Uh,
0: Birmingham City did. Terry Cooper uh, came in for wanted to, wanted me to, to go there. Uh, but who uh, was manager at the time? Then at Coventry, T- uh, at Coventry. I think it was. Um, I think Terry Butcher. Right. Think Terry. Yeah, it was Terry Butcher. Yeah, yeah. John had, John had left, and Terry Butcher had. Uh, but uh, I was playing quite well for Ter- uh, Terry Butcher. He did. He said to me, he said, you, 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 "You've done really well for me." And that's when I signed that uh, two-year contract. Right. Um, but
1: obviously, he left. Mm. So, do you think that them coming in for you sort of helped your course? Because it.
0: It meant that... Well, they, they come they the me at home. Well, I really shouldn't say that, but Birmingham City wrong me at home. Mm. And uh, I never actually spoke to, to Terry Cooper. My fiance at the time, she spoke to Terry Cooper. And uh, I never got back to him. But it, I, I think Dave was on loan there. I think, well, Dave, Dave Speedy was there. And uh, Dave said to me that Terry was really interested in me. But, I mean, I think Birmingham were... Division below as well. Mm-hmm. and I was playing well for for Coventry at the time, so yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. have gone to Birmingham anyway, because no. right. it would would have felt like a backward step to yeah. me. So I never 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 spoke to him. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know. Um,
1: and then you know. tell us about the the end of your time at, at the, the Sky I mean mm-hmm. ironically, the man who brought you in is the man who. Mm-hmm. Who um, let you yeah. go, and um, Bobby Gould? So he yeah. was in his second spell as, as manager, second time round. And how
0: did that come about then? What, what, yeah. what happened there? Well, well, obviously my contract was coming to an end, and I, I tried to see, speak to him and, and the chairman about what, what was happening, you know, because I wanted to stay. You know. mm. but uh, that's, that's why I felt a little bit let down because I literally had two minutes in, the, in his Bobby Gould's room at right. the training ground at and to say oh, just collect your boots we're not offering you a contract I was I'd done my 10 years so I was expecting to have a testimonial mm. and uh, they said no we're not giving you a testimonial um, seems quite I thought, harsh though. yeah it was, it was disgraceful to be honest mm. you know I've never forgiven him for that you know when you're giving a club 10 years service you'd think they'll have a little bit more respect for you and it didn't quite work out like that so
1: I mean, was it not a case of sort of sitting you down and sort of saying, "Look, oh, Mickey, thanks ever so much for your service, all that sort of stuff, and um, you've been a great servant." But yeah. it was just a you he, he walked in and he said, "Right, you know, yeah, collect your collect, boots." Collect your boots,
0: yeah. And, you know, we're not offering you a contract. It something. seems
1: incredible to think
0: yeah. that that it was. was it, it was. It was. Yeah, it uh, mm. I would not I wasn't impressed with it. Put it that way, but yeah, that's football. You know, you have to. It can be a bit harsh, you know, yeah. sometimes. So you were a free agent that summer, and yeah. did it take long
1: before you got the connection? Well, I didn't Kirk? sign
0: for Lincoln City. They wanted me, I didn't really want to drop down into that division of football because I also played. What were they in at the time? I think they were in the third division. I think. Right. I didn't want to drop down that far. Yeah. So I never signed for them. I wish I had now because he offered me a coaching job. But Keith Alexander, who passed away, <coughs> then, you know, the Black lad. Mm. He. He was the manager at the time, and he wanted me to go there and, and be captain because they had a young side, and then then help out with the coaching. And right. I wish I'd really done that, but I just didn't want to play at that level of football at, at that time. Yeah. So, so How, I went old to Stoke. You? How old are
1: How old he at the time? Thirty-one. Right. So he's still
0: quite young, really. Isn't yeah. He? I mean, you exactly. look at Doyle today; he's thirty-six and still doing, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, never. I never. I ended up ended going to Stoke City with Lou Macari in charge. So I'm there for two years. But Lou left, uh, Joe Jordan came in as manager. And uh, I enjoyed it with Joe. Uh, but then I got injured at the start of the following season. Mm. And uh, I was advised to pack in. So that's what I did. And just then started playing a bit of non-league stuff. So,
1: yeah,
0: you know, it was, uh, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed yeah. the non-league stuff. Okay, yeah. It was great. Mm.
1: But you eventually got your <coughs> testimonial. How did that come about? Then how did you eventually get it? Was that pressure from other people saying, "Look, this, think... this lad needs recognition"? Yeah, I
0: think it was over mm. the years. Yeah.
1: Because when was your testimonial? 2005. It was yeah.
0: the week before the derby game. That's oh, so. It was <coughs> that's right. So it was the, the week before the last game at Highfield Drive. That's right.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, the penultimate game. You obviously, played right. derby, the six-one game. Yeah. mine was the uh, the previous week the Tuesday I think it was
1: yeah Yeah. yeah. So, yeah it's so it took a bit of time got, got there in the end exactly yeah, yeah. better
0: yeah. later than never that's yeah.
1: right <laughs> <laughs> was it a good day on the, on the day do you remember wonderful yeah, yeah, yeah. you had a good
0: time yeah I had some good great players come down and play mm. it, it was you know I was, I was chuffed you know with some of the players that came down mm. Liam Brady you got Gordon Cowans, obviously you know real class players Chris mm. Waddle. You know, seeing so yeah. Rush came down. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was great. They made the effort to come and mm. to come and support me. You know, so yeah. obviously yeah, the commentary team. You know, with most of the final lads were there, so that's great. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Well, yeah. special times. Yeah.
1: Thanks very much, Mickey, and uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you in the next episode.